All right, we've reached the chip chat portion of the show where journalist Chip Gibbons joins us to talk about snacks and national security issues. Chip is the policy director over at Defending Rights and Dissent, though he speaks only on his own behalf each week on Chip Chat. Hey, Chip. Hello, Sam and Sam. How are you both doing? Doing well. Doing well. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, as Not looking as spiffy as you, though, this fine morning, Chip. I was just thinking I should do uh, hat advice on future Chip Chats, because in addition to having this hat that the listeners cannot see, I also have... Um, this other hat that the listeners cannot see. I have all these these delightful and eccentric hats. That what? is a uh, uh, what's it called? A derby hat? A bowler hat? A bowler hat? Yes. Chip. And another thing that the listeners cannot see is that Chip has a plague mask, a yes. Venetian long-nosed plague mask that is. Handcrafted by an Italian mask-making master. I don't want people to think I have like some sort of like cheap rendition, but my mask is made by hand. It is legit. By a master. Yes, it is a legitimate plague mask. Que bella. From the 14th century, it is a, but it is an authentic Venetian carnival mask. Having never been to Venice or the carnival, I would not really have any use for this. But um, you know, I'm in the house a lot. I don't have a lot of things to do. Sometimes, you know. He just on tries Etsy. on different headwear. Get on Etsy, drink some white wine, uh, order a plague mask. What do we call that hat you're wearing now? What kind of hat is that? This is a Greek fisherman's hat. So we've got a Greek fisherman's hat, we've got the bowler hat, and the we've got the hat. plague mask. Yes. All, uh, all on set here. Yes. All right. Uh, so as, we, as Sam mentioned earlier in the show, we're going to be talking about more Department of Homeland Security stuff for this uh, edition of Chip Chat. Where do we want to start here? Well, you know, if I was at the Department of Homeland Security, I was in charge of this fine and venerable agency, the Department of Homeland Security, I would think to myself, you know, the American people are, 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 are one thing they're known for at Sam and Sam, it is their ingenuity and wealth of ideas. And, and no matter how many experts I could ever hire, at my Department of Homeland Security, I would always have untapped potential, just not going to, to the demos, if you will, and uh, soliciting the fine ideas of the people. I mean, where do correct ideas come from? Do they fall out of the sky? No, they come from ideal scale, which is why... Um, uh, the term is crowdsourcing? Uh, no, the website's called ideal scale. Um, which is why the Department of Homeland Security, in their infinite wisdom, uh, has a whole website soliciting Homeland Security ideas from people. Um, you can go, you can go to homelandsecurity.idealscale.com, or also I believe it's also associated with uh, my DHS I it's part of the my AD, my DHS idea campaign uh, <laughs> launched in 2017 where people are invited to post their own ideas to address the homeland security challenges that are important to you and your community and and this is just such a wonderful idea and um, um, they're getting some really good ideas. Is it no wait? Is is there like 
a, a direction? Are there parameters here? Or is it just like free for all? How can DHS do its job better? What should DHS be doing or focus well, on? There's different message boards by topic. Okay. Uh, academic engagement is the most popular one. There's also border security, election security. Um, there apparently was a COVID message board, but they took it down because a lot of the ideas are bring back the COVID message board. Um, I'm, I'm afraid to see what happened on that one. But we're getting really good ideas. For example, in border security, in border security, we have this idea from James Matheson uh, at Not Trying Enough. That's his handle, at Not Trying Enough, called Identification on Cell Phones. We need to demand ID on cell phones. The Prime Minister of Canada said he will use it to track the virus. We need it to track the terrorist. There's more terrorists than people where I live. They are covering their faces and wearing sunglasses to say it's the virus when they are terrorists and everyone is pretending they aren't terrorist supporters. We demand everyone has ID on cell phones. We don't need to track the virus. We need to track the terrorists. Mm. They are the ones who will spread the virus and worse. So <laughs> security had no idea that in uh, at not trying enough community, there were more terrorists than people. But thanks to the wonders of the internet, they now are aware there are more <laughs> terrorist people and they're wearing sunglasses. They're wearing sunglasses to hide the fact that they're terrorists. And they're saying, oh, it's the COVID virus. Because as you know, with COVID, you wear sunglasses. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, these are the kinds of ideas they're getting. Um, they, so, they also got a very uh, disturbing anti-Semitic essay uh, about the Tower of Babel. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm on the website right now. One thing I'm struck by is it's not a .gov website. The URL is homelandsecurity.ideascale.com. Um, you know, that's that's the first thing that jumps out at me. I'm not sure what the full implications of that are. Maybe I'm looking into something that's not there, but the ideas don't appear to have gotten much better. Uh, the top ideas uh, include something about a con purpose, consider biometric scanners in voting centers, voter validation, fingerprint reader, iris scan, or take a picture. Um, this seems to be taking the idea of a uh, voter ID and uh, giving it that drug crocodile uh, that you all remember from a few years ago. There is uh, there is some good ideas here. To be fair, an integrated airport lost and found network, not bad. Another one, suspend the Jones Act, which is a colonial uh, law that um, basically burdens the people of Puerto Rico with highly unfair uh, shipping laws that require them to import everything from a U.S. port, thereby uh, totally jacking up the cost of living on the island. Is there like an upvote system on this here? Where you yes, can, there oh. is an upvote system. All right. And the second highest, uh, the second highest uh, upvoted uh, item on there right now is it's called a revenue generating border wall, and uh, let me and it's submitted by someone named Tony Stoner, 
at T Stoner, who really isn't doing his name uh, any favors here with this. He says, uh, tired of hearing how much the wall will cost? Me too, all caps, three exclamation points. Turn this gripe completely around by making the wall pay for itself and then continue to generate revenues and create jobs in perpetuity. Build the barrier and include in its construction a line of solar panels and wind turbines along as much of the length of the wall as possible. This will create an ongoing revenue stream hmm. in the generation of electricity. It will also create jobs, jobs, jobs. 28 upvotes. They should plaster ads on the wall, too, to keep it uh, generating <laughs> revenue. Well, well, I want to go back to the Tower of Babel in a minute, but another great idea is from Aaron Littlefield, who apparently is the most prolific poster on this website. Like, Hell yeah, Aaron. Ten ideas I looked up have been from Aaron Littlefield. And, and Aaron, if I, if I can interrupt you, Aaron was the one who submitted the voter uh, biometric validation system. And there's like 10 different people with that idea. So I'm a little bit disappointed in Aaron because like half the election security are like, what if we do an iris scan at the polls? What if we have a one Democrat, one Republican, or one independent, like check your fingerprints? Like, it's like, okay. Uh, but Aaron has an idea for uh, Google facial recognition enhancement of public safety and its implications. I'm not going to read this whole lengthy document to you. Uh, the purpose of which is to briefly discuss the new Google facial recognition capability in the context of enhancing public safety. Oh, also see election security enhancement. Okay. So uh, as some of you are aware, Google has databases with pictures of people from around the world that have been additionally scanned with facial recognition software and tagged with uh, names. They go on to describe this more. Not... So here are some of the current implications uh, you can use Google face recognition for. A man wants to take your daughter on a date. Uh, take their picture, upload it to Google facial recognition, identify them, determine if he is a danger. Threat prevention. Uh, two men are standing outside a military base, look suspicious, suspicious, perhaps engaged in foreign reconnaissance. Perhaps. Mm. <laughs> picture... Upload it to Google Facial Recognition, identify them, and determine if they are off-duty soldiers or bracket, e.g. Russian foreigners bracket. I don't understand the grammar here. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So two men are standing outside a military base, and you are the United States military. And you have no idea if they're off-duty soldiers or Russian foreigners. The two genders, off-duty soldiers and Russian foreigners. Uh, is there a database of off-duty soldiers like that you can just cross-reference this with? Like, let me just tre check off-duty soldier Facebook. This person seems to think that Google image search has everyone's face and identity in the world in it, which maybe they do. And then here's another idea of how Google uh, facial recognition can be used. See something, take the picture, say something with confidence. The observer of suspicious activity can take an extra step validating that the criminal is standing outside of a bank by uploading the picture to Google facial recognition and seeing their mugshot. I like that Here's this... another uh, Aaron Littlefield banger entitled China Espionage in Universities. And this one's quite long. I'm not going to read all of it, but uh, I'll just read his overview. 
which is entitled PROBLEM, all caps, most people are not aware that China reportedly sends students, in scare quotes, to the U.S. to overtly participate in various educational courses, and covertly their main purpose is to participate in stealing research and trade secrets, uh, which, by the way, they, you can do that with hacking. You don't need to send people to the country to actually steal uh, research and trade secrets. Continuing, other individuals could participate in espionage over a longer period of time. There are many fields that may be the targets of Chinese espionage at universities. Below, I will give a very real pharmacology research example. And I'll just say how he starts it after saying very real. Here is how it can happen hypothetically. Um, I think Aaron Littlefield might need a hobby or two. Is Aaron on Twitter? Aaron Litterfield has 1,216 engagements. Oh, it's like use the discrete acts on, on this website. Like almost every comment that isn't from Aaron Littlefield, he comments on. I think giving DHS ideas is Aaron Littlefield's life. So hire him. Also to give you an idea of uh, just like what this sort of, what this website encourages the uh, Aaron Littlefield had submitted that um, zany uh, biometric espionage verification in, in voting or whatever. And that was one of the higher, um, th the higher items upvoted. Way below it is a much more sensible uh, uh, solution for election security submitted by Gail Moxness, which is return to paper ballots. <laughs> that is the downvoted. That doesn't have as many upvotes. It's it's not downvoted. It has like a net nine upvotes, and the uh, biometric um, surveillance one has like uh, twenty five net twenty five upvotes. So this this website really appears to be a um, you know a, a, an it's incubator for just for cranks. For cranks, yes. It's like, it's like you have the broader internet and, and the cranks out there, and then they filter down into, like, Facebook and Twitter and Reddit, and then they filter further down into the My DHS portal where they can post okay. their ideas. Okay, so you're saying there's a lot of cranks on this website. but Except, for the, except for the airport lost and found guy. That seems like Yeah, the airport idea. lost and found thing and is actually legit guy. a great idea. Okay, you say there's a lot of cranks, but Lindsay Wheeler has a post, which is how this website came to my attention. Somebody sent me this concern, thinking it was DHS and not just a crank on a message board, um, called Cultural Marxism is a Threat, Antifa is a Communist Organ, Fire Emoji. Uh, Acting DHS Secretary Chad Wolf does not name Antifa as a domestic terrorism org. The U.S. Army Academy at West Point is teaching critical race theory. Critical race theory is cultural Marxism, and Antifa is the violent wing of communism. Mm -hmm. Communism is also known as international socialism, exclamation point. It is called international because it seeks to dissolve races and nations. In the words of Karl Kotowski, random Karl Kotowski reference I was not expecting, the leader of the Social Democratic Party in pre-World War I Austria, it's false, I believe, uh, to fuse all nations together i.e. the rebuilding of the Tower of Babel. Cultural <laughs> Marxism 
through political correctness slash social justice is the method of doing just that, exclamation point. We are heading into another civil war because of Marx's subversion of this country to complete the utopian dream. Antifa and teaching of critical race theory throughout the federal government is making people Marxist, exclamation point. Attached is my research. Federal government, along with DHS, the U.S. military, are all engaged in soft genocide, and this is all linked to the religious teachings of Judaism. But by soft genocide, they mean white genocide. I think is what they're what they would want to say. I think so. All this is linked to the religious teachings of Judaism that require the unity of oh man for their Messiah to appear. This is all religious. It is called Jewish messianism, and this Jesus. is found. In and this is found in Freemasonry, the teaching of the sophist <laughs> Checking Kant. all the boxes here. The teachings of the sophist Kant. I'm going to start referring to the sophist Immanuel Kant from now on. And in international socialism, this is the face of cultural Marxism. And they do attach their research, which I will not read to you, uh, but it is a lengthy uh, academic article called The Tower of Babel, The Philosophy of Race, and the genocidal uh, ideology of social justice slash political correctness, eighth review. Um, and the foreword, let me read the foreword. This is written by a traditional Roman Catholic Greek Orthodox. I think those are different religions. In the traditional manner of Western culture, that of the seamless presentation of the truth with the two pillars of the truth, the Bible and the natural law, and upholding the old order. And then part one is theology, their interpretation of the biblical story of the Tower of Babel. Um, I read the first four pages of their Bible analysis. And let me, let me give you uh, the uh, spoiler. It turns out the people building the Tower of Babel were engaged in race mixing and were punished by God for it. So it might actually surprise you, the listener, and maybe you too if you didn't check the upvotes on this thing that this actually has a net negative of uh minus two votes well that's probably good. because she engaged in overt anti-semitism uh rather than just the uh dog whistle kind which is so popular on the right another disturbing um uh, submission that I found by clicking on the uh, the tag Antifa because you can tag these posts and uh, you can do the taxonomy and you can you can um, click on there are four ideas with the Antifa tag and one of them uh, put violent demonstrators on the no fly list mm. that has five uh, upvotes a net of five upvotes so and uh, this thing was created just a few years ago 2017. I'm sure we can find the executive order or press release that gives the rationale for why this was stated rationale for why this was created. But the question is, do you think that there are dedicated staff at DHS reading this and taking it up to their taking it up the chain? No, I don't. The reason why it was created for the DHS.gov website, which I guess links out to the idea scale is that um, DHS is in the process of completing a major strategic review and will deliver its finished project, the 2018 Quadrennial Homeland Security Review. Mm -hmm. um, so these people who are posting now have missed the 2018 Quadrennial Review. And I imagine the DHS intern who thought this was a good idea 
no longer remembers this website exists. I'm a, I'm okay with let people vent. Who cares? <laughs> I'm not for taking down this website. I believe that would be a tricky constitutional law problem. I mean, I guess uh, it is problem problematic that the federal government is hosting a website for people to posit anti-Semitic conspiracies. And yeah, all sorts I'm. Of stuff. What are you talking about? I'm all for taking down this website. The government has no First Amendment rights. <laughs> I, it's not about it's not a first amendment issue it's more of just like create an outlet for the cranks if you create a limited inter a limited purpose public forum and then revoke it because you do not like the viewpoint or content that's been expressed in it that is it is a problem well okay i mean maybe maybe you know it, it as an outlet for cranks um and a good way to keep tabs on these freaks. I guess it is. It is a good. The COVID form. They did delete the COVID form because whatever was on the COVID form was even worse than this garbage. Well, maybe, was... maybe that's why they're not hosting it on a .gov website too. Well, he, here's one thing they did leave up: a post by Dwayne Carlton Ramsey with ten and up votes called "EMP Preparedness: Electrical Magnetic Pulse." Electric magnetic pulse, I believe, is the correct term for it either way uh i'm not going to read this because the idea of an emp attack is so far-fetched i believe it involves detonating a nuclear weapon above the atmosphere which if you're going to detonate a nuke if you're going to use a nuclear weapon why use it on an emp why not just nuke someone there is an idealskill.com outside of the dhs what they did was they started the my dhs campaign and then contracted out or purchased idea scale if you go to ideaskill.com you'll learn it is an idea management platform that uses crowdfunding to help you find and develop the next big thing mm -hmm. and you can sign up for a demo so this is like a paid you have to pay to use idea scale so the reason why it's not .gov was that instead of building a message board on a .gov website they are paying to use idea scale an ideal management platform that uses crowdsourcing to help you find and develop the next big thing. Next big thing being, I guess, early 20th century anti-Semitism. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's enough on the my DHS. People can go and check out the posts uh, on their own. We should start submitting our own ideas. I have a lot of ideas for Homeland Security. I'm going to start thinking some and writing them down in my notes app and then posting them oh, on the on the site. And they're probably going to censor them, just like they censored the truth about COVID. DHS.gov well, website, they do list civil liberties as one of the ideas they're interested in, but there's not a corresponding form for an ideal skill. Although one poster did post the problem was not Julian Assange or Edward Snowden. It was dysfunctionality in the government, which is probably, probably true. All right. Uh, what's this latest news on Malcolm X, Jeff? Yes, Malcolm X. So a NYPD bossy officer, that is the Bureau of Special Services, uh, apparently near the end of their life, put together a deathbed confession to be released after their death. What they have claimed in their letter uh, is that as a NYPD undercover officer, they infiltrated the inner circle of Malcolm X and purposefully were instructed to incite members of his security uh, detail to engage in felonious conduct so they could be arrested. The uh, explicit implication was that they would then be arrested before uh, Malcolm X was assassinated at the Auburn Ballroom, uh, knowing these people would have done security at the door and would have seized the um, killer. 
which uh, scans with what we know when we talk about these types of assassinations, right? There's there's different there's different degrees of government potential government culpability. You know, one is that they pulled the trigger, and and that is the one that everyone always wants to go to, and that's the one that we also have the least uh, least facts to support. But you know, Twitter's Twitter, the internet's fun. Uh, the other one, though, is just like deliberate negligence, right? They knew about a plot and did not stop it, or they incited an environment where this type of violence was more likely to happen. And, and, and that is fairly believable, right? We know from the Pro against Black nationalist hate group, quote-unquote Black nationalist hate groups, uh, that they deliberately tried to incite conflict between the Black Panthers and other organizations, in hopes it would come Alert violent. from system UI server. Low battery. My battery is low. Um, uh, we know that... Do you need to plug that in or something? I think we're going to end soon enough. Yeah. I don't plug it in. Um, and then we know that with the charges of the Constitution and the Mafia, and we know the script that I wrote for, like, the founder had the 132,000-page FBI file, Frank Wilkinson, the FBI was aware of an assassination plot against him, knew the name of the assassin, which has been redacted in the public release documents, and just didn't do anything to stop it. They just sat outside waiting for him to do so. And there was also the uh, supposed sniper at Occupy in, in Texas that the FBI was aware of and did, did, did nothing about. So, I mean, it's pretty clear the FBI does not intervene, which is, I think, a more likely scenario than some of the more... Um, actively involved FBI ones. Which which kind of tracks with, uh, and I know the facts are still coming out about January 6th, but it also kind of tracks with what people were saying about January 6th, which is obviously that law enforcement, um, if they wanted to stop the January 6th mob from getting as close as they did to the Capitol, easily. They could have easily done it. Yeah. It's 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 not that they're pulling the trigger or... or getting FBI agents to be assassins, as you said, Chip, as much as they're ignoring threats or at least actively creating situations that could lead to violence. I mean, if you buy to some extent the official story that the Nation of Islam or people associated with that were involved in Malcolm X's assassination, the Nation of Islam is one of the most heavily infiltrated organizations in the country at this time. Malcolm X is being heavily surveilled. There's no way, if that story is true, they, well, there is a way they can be pretty stupid, right? They could have farmed out security to idealscale.com. Um, but right, right, they, there's, there's, there's a reason to wonder if they had that degree of infiltration in the nation of Islam, they had that degree of, of surveillance. What did they know? And, and what were their informants doing when people were like, you know, plotting an assassination or saying, oh, yeah. Let's go kill this guy. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of tempted to post on my DHS idea to tell them that they, they should look into this FBI organization. It sounds a little sketchy. <laughs> Chip. Like it's a madness brood. So it'll just end up like Aaron Littlefield and like publishing like 10,000 ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to find Aaron on Twitter. Chip. Chip's on Twitter, Chip Gibbons 89 Follow him. Uh, anything you want to close with there, Chip? I am on Twitter because I hate myself. <laughs> there it is. Not yet on TikTok, though. No.